What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Arts of Data Science Happy Hour. It is happy hour number 93. Uh, getting close to that number 100, man. I'm excited to, to get there. I'm excited for all of y'all to be here. Thank you so much for taking the time out of your schedule to join. Uh, man, it's, it's been fun, man. Almost two years. Didn't come up on two years been doing this thing. It's been awesome. Uh, two years, and it, look at all these wonderful friends that I've, that I've met. Uh, Serge, Eric, Vin, Jay. Jennifer Russell, Costa, Jacob, what's going on? A lot of you, it's crazy. It's a trip. Like I've met about 70% of this room in person, uh, which is which is crazy. Um, got a chance to hang out with Jay in Denver. Went to a went to a baseball game with Vin. Uh Eric, still haven't kicked with you, man. I'll make it out to uh, North Carolina at some point. Surge met you up in Boston. Um, so maybe my math is wrong, maybe not 70%, more like 50%. But I'm looking forward to uh to to meeting y'all in person soon got a couple trips planned for this year um possibly going to atlanta for the southern data science conference that is uh september 7th at the end of september i'll be in san jose going to the uh, intel innovation conference um and then if anybody's in tel aviv at the end of uh october let me know i'll be there for about a week week and a half or so um so getting around man uh you know eric is moving to utah that's like where everyone's going dude are you really moving to utah eric yeah, no, I really am. Dude, that's awesome. Uh, I heard Ken G is going to be moving there as well, so that's going to be that's going to be where I got to move to next, man. Got to go to Utah. Uh, but yeah, shout out to everybody here. Uh, good to have all y'all here. Um, let's kick it off. Just talk about what we've been up to this week. I'm excited to hear what you guys have been working on, what you guys have been studying. Um, I'll go ahead and go first. So, um, I've been I, I split this week kind of uh, between learning computer vision, um, you know, doing computer vision learning. Uh, just because that's, uh, you know, one of the main things that Desi wants me to get good at. Uh, and it's so cool to have a job where they're like, yes, go study and learn how to do this thing that you're interested in uh, and we'll pay you for it. Like, that's just mind boggling to me that that I get to have this as a job. I absolutely love it. Uh, the other half of the week was spent um, uh, doing a lot of research and kind of capturing notes, organizing notes, distilling notes down. Um, all about community, how to build a community, how to build a community strategy. Um, you know, part of DevRel. Um, you know, we've got to, you know, we're 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 in the marketing team. We've got to help with the go-to-market kind of strategy. Um, and I figured the good strategy is to build a community. So um, you know, I've, I've spun up a lot of communities on meetup.com, deep learning user groups. Um, and yeah, I'll be doing a lot of virtual events. Um, so if this is something that you're interested in, for sure. Uh, send me a message, send me an email. Y'all know my email address, theartistofdatascience at gmail.com. If you're interested, I'll invite you to the groups and keep you guys in the loop for uh, you know, all the events that are happening. It's going to be fun. Uh, one of the first presentations I'll be doing, um, well, actually on, on September 6th, I believe, or something like that. Yeah, September 6th, I'll be doing a, uh, a webinar, Ask Me Anything on Semantic Segmentation with uh, some of the in-house experts at DESI. Um, so if you're into computer vision, if you're into semantic segmentation, want to learn what that's all about, or you have questions about it, then definitely come through and uh, and, and check out that webinar. I did repost the link to that um, on my LinkedIn. So check that out, y'all. Um, but yeah, let's get into it. What you all been up to this week? Let's go to uh, let's go to Eric, then we'll go to Serge, and then Nick Singh is in the house. So let's hear from Nick Singh after that, man. Just curious what you guys have been up to this week. Uh, if you're watching on LinkedIn, if you're watching on YouTube, uh, do let me know if you have questions or comments, or if you want to get into this a live session. I'm happy to uh, share the link for you as well. Go for it, Eric. All right. So 
today on the, you know, work side of things, I've been working on working on some Tableau stuff because I definitely think Tableau is like my weakest skill of the various, you know, SQL, Python, love those. Tableau, eh, not so much. So working on that, trying to get better, learn something. So that's good. Um, but the thing I'm excited about is uh, I've been working on my fortune cookie movies project and I've got, I've got this week, I created a new branch on my GitHub repo because the original, like, you know, version one of the web app was doing all of the text transformations at runtime and it was a mess. And so like, all right, well, we're going to do all, we're going to reorganize the whole repo so that we can do all of that ahead of time and just feed exactly what the app needs um, just to it. Um, and so I wasn't quite sure if rearranging everything was going to break a whole bunch of stuff, but it didn't break a whole bunch of stuff. So I'm very happy about that. And yeah, I've got one of two of the pages fixed that I need to update to to have the functionality. I want to have one where you can just click and it'll tell you the movie plot, but as a fortune cookie statement, fine. And then the other, it will give you a little quiz. And so it'll tell you something like, you know, um, you and an Algonquin chief daughter will share a romance when English settlers invade 17th century Virginia. Is that Pocahontas, Toy Story, you know, whatever, right? And so you just have to choose the, choose the movie that it corresponds to. It's pretty fun, actually. So, yeah, got to get that fixed and then get it hosted in the next week. And then I'm going to check that project off as done enough for now. So that's what I'm excited about. How'd you come up with that idea for that project? Like, what was the ideation behind that? Like, what was the kind of the the um, I guess the life cycle for for that idea? Yeah. So, um, so I've wanted to do, I wanted to do something with NLP, um, but I felt kind of intimidated by it and didn't quite know where to start. And so I just kind of had that rolling around in my noggin for a while, and then I came across a project that someone had done where I think they, I think they fed fortune cookies into a model to write more fortunes and as a, as a project. And I was like, Oh, that's fun. Yeah. I wonder, I wonder what I could do kind of riff off of that. And I was like, well, and then I like read like a movie synopsis or something. I thought like, that would be cool. Like tell somebody their fortune, but it's a fortune that you recognize rather than just some abstract fortune, like you'll get rich tomorrow. But like, you know, how do you make it into something where they'll be like, dude, that's totally me except it's toy story. Oh, that's great. I want that. And so I just decided to try and figure out how that works. And also I realized there's like nothing. Well, there's like one paper that I could find about changing from third person to second person uh, text in English, which fortunately in English, that's not that hard, but it's still fairly challenging. Um, so, yeah. That's pretty interesting, man. I can't wait to check this project out. And so you said you're going to host this somewhere for like anyone to play around with, or is this kind of. Yeah. So, yeah. So, uh, Jay contributed uh, to the project, which is awesome. And then Teresa Bear on LinkedIn, she was like, oh, yeah, I think I could make up a Dash app over the weekend. And she, like, whipped up this Dash app that's great. Um, I don't really know Dash very well. So I'm, like, trying to figure out, okay, I think I know how to fix some of this, these things. Now i got to figure out how to host, host it. So I'll probably just try Heroku or something like that. And then, yeah, and then I'll just share it and anybody can check it out. 
That is pretty cool, man. That's the power of community right there, man. Right on, Eric. Thanks so much for sharing that. Absolutely love that. Uh, Speaking of the power of community, shout out to uh, Kadisha Bryant, who just got uh, got her uh, job at Humu. Uh, And I think that that happened, you know, just connected with Mark, uh, you know, on on LinkedIn. So that's pretty dope. Uh, Congrats to you. Um, Serge, let's hear from you what you've been up to this week. Then after that, let's uh, who else wants to go, man? I'm I'm curious to hear what you've been up to. Uh, We'll go go to after Serge, we'll go to Nick Singh. Uh, Shout out to Matthew Blasso. Matthew, good to see you again, man. and if you guys got questions coming in on LinkedIn or on YouTube, let me know. I'm happy to uh, to to get your question. Uh, go for it, Serge. Well, this week I've been working on a proof of value for a an AI vendor to see if we work with them. Um, yeah, uh, <laughs> that's kind of challenging because what we need from the AI vendor is is not necessarily AutoML. It's it's far deeper in that. We need help with uh, cleaning and pipelines and things like that. Um, yeah. And so I'm, I'm trying to see if we can, our, you know, round peg will fit in their square hole. You know what I mean? Uh, because like the kind of data we have is not like as standard as like the examples that usually AI vendors try to offer you. Hey, we have this churn thing or we have this, uh, you know, uh, default problem, right? And uh, it's uh, all this cookie cutter stuff doesn't work with our our workflow for uh, different reasons, like different distributions, like uh, irregular time series, things like that. Um, And so, yeah, we're, we're trying to see how it can work if or if not right so i've been working on that um on a personal level it, uh, this week would kicked off the starting of uh my next book which is uh i'm such a masochist i'm you know nick knows what i'm talking about right <laughs> um, I, I, love that. I love that intro i'm starting on my next book and immediately it's like it already sucks but you're gonna do it and it's gonna be great yeah so. no it's gonna be great the book is gonna be great but my life is going to suck. <laughs> exactly. That's what I meant. The book's going to be great. Life's going to be suck. Yeah. 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 So I'm, I'm excited about that. So you heard it first here. Like, uh, yeah. What's it it's called? Book. What's the new book called or what are you workshopping? It's, it's, it's called DIY AI. Um, it's, it's exciting because it's for Pearson's. Uh, I know they'll put a lot of dedication into it. And uh, so yeah, they'll, they'll have to, They'll put me up into an A game, you know, like. <laughs> Listen, I don't, I don't know. know how the I don't know the book's content because you're still writing it, but from a title alone, that's so catchy. I love that DIY AI, like it just rolls off the tongue. Yeah, awesome. it's 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 for like um, it's it's to teach folks that maybe other programmers, hackers, like do-it-yourself sort of people that want to get into AI, you know. So my, my thesis is this, you know, like we, we have a lot of people in the field that, you know, for better or worse, they're very technical. They're very good at, you know, programming and they're very good at, you know, data engineering and that sort of thing. But uh, we need like other folks, you know, that can think out of the box and people that are already working in the industries they're working. And they, they're curious about AI and they think it's something unreachable, right? So I'm thinking, well, the, the project or, or the, the, the book is about projects to do at home with AI, you know, with what you have at home. So that's what it is. Um, 
So, um, and I have a bit of everything in there, you know, from facial recognition to, you know, like, uh, you know, sound monitors, you know, like if you have a baby, you can hear it cry and things like that. It's also for people I want to take, take control of those things as well. You know, you don't want like Amazon hearing your baby, you know, having your baby monitor, right? uh, control of your baby monitor. You, you want to have control over that, right? And you can do it, you know? Like you can set up a Raspberry Pi, throw in a model there. You can you can make it happen. Uh, Serge, that sounds like an awesome, awesome book, man. I'm excited to check that out. Um, your last book was Amazing Interpretable Machine Learning. Uh, that was unfortunately one of the uh, hundred some odd books that were destroyed in the flood um, that I had. So I'm uh, super sad about that. Um, so send me a PDF uh, so so I can re-review it, and uh, we'll we'll. You know, so I still got to get you on the podcast to talk about that, man. Um, uh, at, at, at some point in the near future, I'll be recording again. Uh, I really like the idea for this new book, man. Uh, DIY AI. Uh, that's so cool, man. Just like take these abstract ideas and just show you that it's actually not that hard to implement. Um, yeah. You know, there's not a little magic or anything like that. It's just a little bit of code and, and that's it. Um, I, you know, I was talking about learning computer vision this week. I, uh, used my webcam to kind of deploy a uh, faster RCNN with the Resonant 50 backbone to just like do some object detection from the, like using my webcam, which is pretty cool to do. Um, so yeah, I'm excited to see these other tricks, uh, especially ones with baby monitors because I've got to uh, <laughs> freak out my kids. It'll be cute, man. Uh, thank you so much, Serge. Nick, let's hear from you, man, what you've been up to this week. Uh, by the way, those of y'all watching on LinkedIn, on YouTube, if you guys got questions, do let me know. If you're in the chat right now and you got a question, uh, let me know. I'm happy to uh, to take on your question. Go for it, Nick. Y'all, I had a busy week, but I got some exciting news that you guys can hear first, but it's launching next week. Next year's the one-year anniversary of the book being published, Ace of Data Science Interview, but I'm launching this thing called Data Lemur. Um, which is like this free SQL interview platform. Um, Bleak Code exists and it's pretty good for coding interviews, but you can tell that it's kind of not meant for SQL interviews. So I've just taken all the content from my book and all the SQL questions and made them free and open and anyone can solve them. Um, and talking about the power of community, I was actually talking to Matt earlier today, Matt Blaza, he's in this Zoom call and his wife and him both together practiced on Data Lemur and they found a bug. And um, yeah, and then someone else, uh, Christina, she's not in this chat, but Christina Stapalopoulos from Google, she posts a lot on LinkedIn. She told me like, yo, you need to make a plushie. So short story, in next Tuesday, I'm getting 30 little lemur plushies. And anyone who's had me on their podcast, anyone who has the book, you know, like someone like Harpreet, I'm going to send you also a plushie next week of a little lemur that looks insanely cute. So I didn't have that idea and I didn't have that bug fix until I just talked with people I met on LinkedIn just today. That's just today. I'm dropping the link if anyone wants a beta test or get feedback or whatever. And it's coming out next Wednesday. So, yeah. Right on, man. Congrats. Uh, and that's Data Lemur for you guys listening. That's L-E-M-U-R. So D-A-T-A-L-E-M-U-R.com. It's a free SQL interview prep. Uh, all the questions from Ace of Data Science Interview Book. Uh, Nick, thank you so much. Uh, I'll drop the link right there on LinkedIn. Um, and yeah, you've got another like cool thing that that's kind of like a a sidecar course to your book uh, that I thought was really cool and like for such a reasonable price, man. Talk to us about that real quick. 
Yeah, no, I appreciate that plug. Um, Harpreet, am I paying you for this? Should I be paying for this? This is amazing. No, no, I put out a little video course. It's only 25 bucks, but just DM me. I'll give you a coupon code. It's only 15, but it's basically everything about portfolio projects and shit. But to be honest, like it was just having fun making videos. Like I saw everyone going on YouTube and everything. I was like, Hey, I want to try this video thing. So I just kind of brought up the resume. I did some resume roast and made some portfolio projects and showed people how to do some cold emails. Um, so yeah, people can check that out if they need it, but I think the, the data lemur is the future. So even the book I've been dealing with a lot of issues. Everyone keeps asking, where's the PDF or I can't get in India or this and that. So I'm just like, yo, check out the site. It'll solve all your problems. So yeah. Right on Nick. Thank you so much, man. I appreciate that. And, uh, yeah, let's, let's, uh, let's see what Vin's been up to this week, man. Vin, what you been up to this week? And after Vin, we'll go to Jennifer and then I'm, I'm scouring the, uh, the chat here for, for questions. Uh, and I'm scouring LinkedIn for questions too. So, you know, have your questions coming in, y'all. Let's uh, let's let's get to them. Uh, go for Vin. After Vin, we'll go to uh, Jennifer. I did a strategy. This is really fascinating stuff. A strategy review for one company's digital transformation strategy and their early, early data strategy, and what they and like a couple of back of the napkin type Xerox copies scanned in for what their AI strategy would end up looking like. And they, yeah, it's, it's kind of crazy. It's a huge company. Everyone thinks of big companies having these massive mature data science teams and their processes are kind of loose. It, they don't realize that the strategy, you know, so that's kind of what I've been working through this week is putting together this massive book on translating about 12 pages that they have into a lot of different recommendations and where they can go and where their opportunities are. And so that's a lot of what I've been doing. I worked on a small R and D project that I'm going to be wrapping up this month. It's my last, probably last engineering project ever. So I'm just enjoying the last couple of weeks on that one. Uh, learning a little bit about actually influencer marketing again, because it looks like I'm going to be doing some more of that here coming up in the future. That might be a larger growth area for my business than I expected. So I'm dusting off all of my lessons learned from eight years I'm old as an influencer. So there's, Wait. it's been an interesting contrast this week between three things that don't have anything to do with each other. Drop, drop some hints. You're leaving engineering. What's co what's coming next? Uh, strategy. I'm doing uh, AI strategy, organizational development, data strategy, data product strategy, just helping businesses to kind of guiding them through that maturity phase from very early data maturity to we're making cash, where data makes them money and saves them some money. And they're starting to get into platform business models and operating models and that sort of thing. So building out three-year and five-year roadmaps, timelines, strategy planning, uh, implementing it's all the documents you could even imagine and more meetings than you've ever been in before in your entire life with rooms full of people where you just go, I have no idea how much this costs, but it's probably a lot. <laughs> well, hopefully you get in some of that coin. So that's great. <laughs> I sound thrilled. No, I actually am pretty excited. But when I describe it to people that are in data science right now, it sounds like I'm choosing to shoot myself. That's literally the way data scientists look at what I'm choosing to do for a living. Um, I'm interested to hear more about this, uh, this, this influencer marketing thing you're talking about. Like what, what's that look like? What's that? What's the, I guess the, the angle. I don't know if the angle is the right 
way to say it, but what's that all about? Um, so I've been doing this forever and I kind of compiled a rough list of things that I've learned, stuff that I know and have done some of the analytics and methods that I've figured out. And all of a sudden there's a lot of interest in it. And it's off of three different posts that I didn't think would ever have anything to do with influencer marketing or content marketing or social media marketing. One of them I responded to and two of them I posted myself. And I've gotten so much all of a sudden, I guess, DMs and messages to start writing all this stuff up because I've figured out how to go from having an audience to curating a community, to being able to actually activate the community and get them to spend money, which I guess is a cycle that a lot of people are suddenly interested in because they're backing off marketing spend and they're putting it into things like, you know, DevRel is really, really big right now because the ROI on it's trackable. And right now with most ads and marketing, there's, you know, you throw the ad out there and you hope for the best. If you're not getting first party data, you don't really understand what the ROI is. And influencer marketing is one of those things where you can control the entire data stream. So they're asking me sort of, I'm getting questions about, well, how do you do that? How, you know, what works? How do you pick who to go to for influencer marketing? What does an engagement look like? How do you put them under contract? I mean, all the stuff that's, it sounds kind of basic, but it's really not. Most people don't understand that there's an influencer contract that you need to get and what do you put into an influencer contract and how do you structure non-competes and you know how do you work with the influencer to figure out what content to put out because the content you wrote was for you not for that person and so it has to be customized and it's kind of a back and forth creative writing process and what does an engagement actually equal you know what are the vanity metrics versus what are the metrics that actually matter when it comes to conversions to a sale, how do you set, uh, you can hear it. It's like, I've been just bombarded with 88,000 questions about it. So now I'm getting to the point where I think I'll write up some posts about it, write up some content about it. And I know that's going to mean a lot of people are going to ask me to do it. So, and why not? Hey, I'll take money. <laughs> I will too. So uh, if you need some DevRel consulting stuff, let me know. Uh, that's also yeah something I've been doing internally at Desi to the exact same stuff that you're describing, trying to set up an ambassador program or help get their ambassador program lifted off the ground. How do you think about influencer marketing? Um, and yeah, just trying to create what's called a you know a functioning bottom up go to market movement um, because we've got a product, product's awesome. Don't have enough people using the product. Need people using the product to figure out what we need to do to fix the product. Um, but no one's going to use the product unless um, you know there's a community around it. Right. Like it's the reason why scikit learn and numpy are so big. Uh there's probably other numeric computational platforms out there, but if they don't have a community around it, there's not gonna be help or support around it. So people aren't gonna be inclined to use that. You want to go where the party is. Um, thank you very much for sharing that, Vin. Um let's uh let's go to uh, Jennifer. Jennifer, let's hear from you. Um, and then again, like I'm I'm waiting for y'all's questions. Uh let me know. Jennifer, what you, what you been up to this week? Uh, we're going through a massive reorg. My organization, about 10,000 people. And so the financial and the organizational hierarchy have to completely change. So I'm in the middle of updating that and validating it at this point. So it's it's a whole bunch of data management, just scrubbing through data. 
but most of the week I was on vacation. So this will take me to a different question. I'm reading this book, Multipliers. I don't know if anybody else has read this. If you've ever worked for someone like this, you know it, highly recommend it. Great book. Um, I'd love to hear if other people are reading books that they think others should read. Um, this crowd is great resource for books. And that one is one that uh, making a profound impact in a lot of people. <clears throat> Absolutely love that book. That book is amazing. Um, yeah, definitely, definitely enjoy that book. Actually, uh, Eric Weber and I, during our podcast interview, uh, we're talking about that book uh, for, for quite a bit. Uh, so it's a great book. Definitely check that out. Yeah, in terms of books, uh, here's one that I just picked up yesterday. 101 Essays That Will Change the Way You Think. Uh, it's just kind of a book on I guess, psychology, philosophy. It's pretty good. I, I've only read like two of the essays so far. I just got the book yesterday. It's pretty good. I'm really enjoying it. Um, but yeah, interested to see uh, what y'all have been, been reading. Um, uh, but before we get to that, uh, well, let's uh, we'll go to Matt Blaza, see what Matt Blaza has been uh, been up to and what he's uh, reading. Um, but Kosub's asking uh, fast RCEN and working with R with image data after a while. Question for me: uh, What's been the first big surprise learning for you so far? Um, uh, don't try to train your model without a GPU because that shit takes forever. Uh, that's that's for sure. Um, I, yeah. I mean, everything's been really surprising for me because it's still so, so new to me. Um, just the fact that that here's a, a pre-trained model, a model that I did not train, just using right out the box and just instantiating that, you know, on my local machine, it's using my webcam is able to like, I can hold up a Rubik's Cube and or whatever it'll, you know, not Rubik's Cube, but, you know, other stuff and it can classify that uh, or detect it rather, or have multiple things in a frame. It can detect all that. Um, like it'll, it would have, like, if you look behind me, there's like books and posters. It's like detecting all that stuff. It's so cool, man. It is so cool to see. So it's, um, I guess that's the, the surprising thing is just how accurate the, the, the thing is, um, especially, you know, without even having to fine tune it or anything. Um, cool. So let's go to, uh, to Matt Blaza, by the way, again, if you guys got questions, let me know. Matt Blaza, what you been up to this week? What you reading? Uh, can you hear me? Yeah, loud and clear. Oh, perfect, perfect. Okay, yeah, no, uh, just going through data quality fundamentals. It's a book I saw on O'Reilly recently. Um, Bar Moses has it. She's from Monte Carlo, and I've been reading, really reading through it. Uh, really shows how much um, I have a long way to go with the data quality stuff, and really, really interesting stuff like using like anomaly detections as a as a means for data quality. Because I always thought like you could you use anomaly detection to like find like outliers for let's say sales or that sort of thing. But apparently you can actually also use it to like check the data quality of your tables and the ingest data that's getting ingested coming in, which was a mind-blowing experience to me. Yeah. Um, other than that, I'm uh, going to plug for Nick here. But yeah, looking at Nick's uh, uh, book as, again, um, looking over all the problems on there a few times, I need to really review some of the stuff that I forgot over the last few years. Yeah, I've got Nick's book uh, right there on the bookshelf next to some other interview books. Um, thumbing through it the other day, man. I was like, damn. Yeah, my wife took it somewhere good. around here. It's I don't know where good. it is. It's probably with her right now. Yeah. Yeah, dude, Nick's book is is awesome, man. Thank you so much for for putting that together, man. Um, 
yeah, dude. So I got like zero questions coming in from folks. Yo, no questions coming in on uh on on LinkedIn or on YouTube. Um, so where we where where should we take this discussion? I coast up, go for it. You got your hand raised, go for it, man. All right, to hold it. Um, since you're into vision stuff, um, okay. So what are you using right now to like? I mean, what kind of data sets are you working with? Um, that you've seen out there that are catching your eye that might be easy to work with or easy that you've found, hey, this is just easily accessible, easily organized. And, you know, um, what, what have you been what have you been playing with so far? Yeah, so no real data sets. I'm kind of just learning like the the fundamentals basics. So I've, I mean, I've got down, you know, I, not got down, but I understand how deep neural networks work. I understand how convolutional networks work. Now it's just playing around. Uh, at least this week has just been playing around with some of the pre-trained models. I haven't uh, yet trained anything uh, on my own on like a independent data set, but I'm looking forward to trying to do that. Um, but yeah, I haven't, haven't touched any real like wild data sets yet. Is there one out there that, you know, I should check out? I mean, I know there's like the, the ImageNet, the Pascal Vogue, like the Coco stuff, but you know, that those are kind of those industry uh, benchmark data sets. Is there anything out there that might be fun for us to try? Costa? Yeah. I mean, it depends on, depends on what kind of problems you're trying to solve. Right. Um, so obviously yeah, you've got your massive, uh, you know, image net data sets and stuff like that. That can be pretty hard to work with early on purely because they're massive. Right. Um, but essentially like there are a few fun data sets. I think Berkeley had one for like a self-driving car where they basically had like segmentation and instant segmentation data going through it. It's not too huge. It's pretty easy to work with. Um, I found a random data set of raccoons at one point uh, just to play around with uh, object detection. Um, and that's kind of my go-to data set when I'm just testing out a new labeling platform or something like that, right? Um, I don't know why raccoons, but it's raccoons and that's what it is. And pretty much every company I've worked at so far somewhere has a data set of raccoons sitting around. Um, but yeah, I mean, yeah, check out the, I think it was, I think it was Berkeley that had the uh, the self-driving car data set. Um, that's always a fun one to play with. Um, I'd be curious to see across like the next couple of months, what kind of discoveries you make on how you like to organize the data that you're working with. Because um, that seems to be the much more challenging part in the computer vision world is how do people hold up different data sets, video versus image versus, you know, sequence frames, all, all sorts of stuff, right? Um, it's, yeah, it, people have been pretty loose and fast about that so far. So there's a hundred ways of doing it. So I'm, I'm curious, like, uh, is, is that a challenge? Because like you, like, once you deploy this thing into, you know, like an actual device, then uh, you, you got to worry about things like the throughput, right? Is that something that that a reason why that's a concern like like enlighten us as to a little bit more about uh the challenges that that come with not doing uh, not not organizing data the right way well i mean uh, i think serge might have a few things to say about this by the sounds of it um <laughs> i my my raised hand was before that um you know oh, okay. like yeah i mean yeah I, I there's just so many different ways of organizing data sets like um, my my MLOps people have a fit sometimes with the way I uh, organize the data. Uh, they all want these standards, you know, like DVC for data versioning and 
all this stuff. But it really depends. To me, it depends on the size of the data and how much, how frequently it's being changed. You know, um, and so all these standards they're in place there, but I I don't follow them with it for a T. Um, as far as like structuring the the data goes with images, I just I I usually go with putting you know, some images, the, the train images in one folder, validation another, and so forth. If there are categories, subcategories there, um, that's what seems to be like a very standard way of doing it. But there's mm. just so many different ways. Some people use a specific format, um, you know, like, uh, I forget what it's called, the one that's used for TensorFlow. Or, um, yeah, as I said, DVC is another one. I don't, I've, I, I was just, I just raised my hand to say, you know, I'm always looking for like funky data sets, you know, like the, the ones nobody talks about, you know, like, um, you know, for, for my, for my uh, second edition of my book, I, I, I used um, in my CNN chapter, I used uh, utensil image recognition, you know, so just a bunch of images of utensils. Um, seems boring, but there's really an application for it as well. You know, like, uh, you know, in the previous iteration, it was about fruits, right? So why would you want to recognize fruits? There's many reasons to recognize fruits as well. It's just, uh, you know, a lot of people focus on images of faces, uh, but uh, in industrial applications, like there's just so many other things. Like at my company, like a lot of, they have, a lot of computer vision guys just working on recognizing seeds, flaws with seeds, right? Because it's integral to the company to be delivering, you know, high quality seeds, right? So um, it's good to fine tune, you know, your, you know, your skill sets in a way that will benefit, you know, your industry or, you know, other industries, alternative industries that you wish to work at. And not just like the common thing, you know, because not everybody works with uh, face faces as exciting as that is. So I, I, that's just my my two cents. <laughs> I think it would be interesting. It would be like a a superhero versus villain classifier. I think that might be an interesting, uh, oh, fun project because yeah. there's so much fun. readily available data for that, right? There might be a lot of bias in that, though. I think you know, like. I, I feel like villains is especially like, you know, the cartoon ones, you know, they, they tend to be people with, you know, long noses and like wearing purple eyes <laughs> and wearing, exactly, you know, like, um, yeah, there's, I, I, I had this discussion uh, a few years, a couple of years ago with someone from the University of Chicago. Forgive me if this person's watching, I forgot their name, but uh, they're, they're, they were getting a PhD and uh, the, the subject matter was bias in AI and in and, and particular with children imagery, you know, so animations, videos, books. So figure out what are the commonalities <laughs> there um, as far as like exactly as you said, villains versus heroes. Yeah, it might be, might be an interesting one to check out. Uh, a question, that's a good question coming here from, uh, oh, sorry, Kosa, go for it. Yeah, and this is, this is exactly the interesting part of image data sets, right, is that with tabular data sets and numerical data sets, it's often easier to identify sources of bias, right? Whereas with image data sets, the, the 
like it's a bit hard to get down to root cause on hey these are the factors texturally or you know color wise that are influencing um my data set so there's a lot of um meta-analyses to be done on the images themselves and most times in most projects you don't get like you don't get a ghost of a chance of doing it so that's the stuff that can get really fun so that you start picking up those intuitions on it um but on a side note on the superhero thing just quickly um a friend of mine did uh he, he works for uh defense right now but back in undergrad he did like a um a uh michael keaton detector right he just wanted to uh, essentially identify pictures of michael keaton in different frames from different movies um turns out the michael keaton era batman mask is not very good at hiding uh identities because it's still picked it up as michael keaton under the mask so you know batman's got to work on the mask a little bit <laughs> that's pretty interesting uh well actually i got i got a kind of a computer vision related question maybe uh, i because i told you i'm gonna send you a bunch of questions i'm still working on on that um but i'm like one thing that's been kind of making me scratch my head about cnn's it's uh when you have a you know a layer that learns filters in a CNN. You could learn like fifty filters in in one, you know, particular, you know, convolutional layer. Like, what are those filters learning? And like, when it goes through, as it like, is it just like a, a? I'm trying to understand what that conceptualized, what that looks like as like a, is is it like a tensor? Is it just like like what is that? So I mean, I, I guess it depends on how how deep into the network you're going, right? Yeah. Um, Essentially, it's trying to learn patterns that it can recognize, that it can fit to, that it can activate to. So, for example, let's take a neuron that activates when uh, when it sees purple, right? Like I'm just super simplifying this. A, a perceptron that activates when it sees purple. So it's going to learn to activate only when it sees purple. So in the same way, you get clusters of neurons, essentially areas of the network that will activate uh, when you see a vertical line, another cluster of neurons that will activate when you see a horizontal line or a diagonal line, textural information, right? Color information. So these are your, um, damn, I can't, I can't remember the name for them. I think they're, yeah, I can't remember the name for it. There's a particular uh, set of uh, common filters that almost all vision networks in their first few layers tend to learn and they're textual directional, you know, lines and edges mm -hmm. and curves and things like that. Right. Um, so that's what it's learning. It's just learning to activate on a very specific stimulus, whereas other areas are learning to activate on different sets of stimulus. Um, it's like if you were to say, hey, these this group of neurons in my network uh, are learning to activate on house prices being high mm. for whatever reason. Yeah, I guess that was one thing that was surprising that I kind of learned was that, you know, as you as a image kind of works its way through the layers of a network. Uh, you're reducing spatial dimensions, right? You'll have some pooling layers, increase the striding length, and then you'll go from like a large image to smaller, smaller image. But then to compensate for for that kind of uh, downsampling, you increase the number of filters that you learn. I thought that was kind of interesting. Is that, did I get that right, Kosev, or is that um, completely wrong? Uh, yeah, yeah, roughly. I mean, like as as you downsample, essentially what you're what you're saying is I care less about the, uh, information in each pixel, and I care more about the information in the image overall, right? So at some point, you've got to condense that. So the early neurons are really looking at localized clusters. It can only look at a small section of the image. 
right? Um, and you're kind of zooming out as you go if, if in, a, in a conceptual manner. Mm-hmm. Um, sorry, guys, I've got to be off. Yeah, no, thank you very much, Carlos. Appreciate that. Uh, so Jay had a question. He was asked. He's uh, asking about. Uh, so I got got access to Dolly two earlier this week, and you know I kind of put a post out there and said that uh, I'll, I'll narrow it down to the top ten uh, posts that you know the prompts that I like, and I'll pass that to Dolly, and then I'll create like a carousel out of that, post it on LinkedIn. I haven't got a chance to sit down and, and play with Dolly uh, at all yet, or, or think about that. I hope to do that uh, tomorrow, uh, tomorrow morning before you know kid wakes up and wife wakes up uh but here's if you guys are curious dude here's what dolly like looks like um i, I was hoping it would be code but it's just like a, a interface um and so these are some of the images that people have come up with um i guess we could do one right off top let me uh let me see if i could uh find uh a prompt that somebody had uh wanted to do i'm not supposed to like i'm violating linkedin terms of services here i'm like talk about LinkedIn on LinkedIn. Um, and here, let's just pick a random, uh, a bridge by a fountain where rocking horse people eat marshmallow pies. I love that. Uh, Lucy Mescali diamonds. Uh, and you type that in and let's see what happens. Um, I had this crazy idea where I would take a tweet storm, one of my favorite tweet storms, and then try to create visuals out of it. It was the uh, How to Get Rich Without Getting Lucky uh, tweet storm by Naval Ravikant. Um, and that one didn't work. So a bridge by a fountain, okay, where rocking horse people eat marshmallow pies. Uh, this is an interesting, I guess that's a rocking horse person. Uh, and nobody is yet to eat a marshmallow pie, though. Uh, yeah, so that's that's Dolly. That's super quick. <laughs> like that's uh, mind-boggling to me how fast this thing can generate images. Uh, but you can see here, I was trying to generate um, uh, a image using one of Naval's Naval Ravigant's tweets, and uh, every time I ran it, some different ones, uh, it just came up as actual text. So, um, yeah, I'm not sure. Not sure what to do, but there is something that, that I found. Uh, I'll share that with you guys as well. Um, the Dolly 2 prompt book, uh, which kind of helps you understand how to create cool pictures uh, with Dolly 2. Um, so if anybody's interested in, in this, uh, let me know. I'll go ahead and I'll, I might even just post this. Um, it was like free for me to, to download. It was free for anyone to download. Um, but yeah, I'll, I'll share this. Uh, but yeah. That's that was uh, that's how Dolly's been going. Uh, yeah, I'll probably sit down. Like my my thought process was first, I wanted to kind of break down, distill Dolly, like what it is, into you know a LinkedIn post, and then share a carousel with all the images, with the with the prompts, with you know everyone who had suggested that. Um, just a matter of finding time to sit down and do that. Uh, but yeah, a lot, a lot of cool stuff. I, I I'm sorry. I I wonder if the folks from uh, Dolly they they collect all this data and they analyze it, you know, all the props being created to get an idea of, of what kind of things are most popular um, or how they're structured, if there's anything interesting there. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's it's kind of very meta. Remember, it's like one of uh, a job I had a couple of years ago. One of the things I had to do was um, do a query of queries. So I had, uh, there was this, giant like table with all the queries everybody had done over the last few months. So I, I could gain an understanding of what kind of things people were searching. 
And uh, it was very interesting to find the commonalities and, and what, what things lead, led to similar results and, and what was inefficient and what was efficient and so on. That's interesting, a query of queries. Um, but yeah, I'm wondering like how they would, like Dolly, they, like the, the, like you're saying to validate which images were quote unquote writer did a good job. I mean, they probably download usage uh, metrics type of stuff. Cause if you right click, uh, you can open a new tab, edit, generate variations, download a report. So uh, they're probably, you can probably get a signal that the prompt matches the image if people are downloading that particular um, image. That's probably some some way they do that. Um, but yeah, super cool, super cool stuff. Um, going to LinkedIn, see, don't see any questions coming through on LinkedIn or on, uh, or on YouTube. Um, people just out there enjoying their summer. Uh, Robert Robinson saying two years. Awesome. Yes. Almost coming up on two years. So two years in October, we'll be doing this. Um, so yeah, happy hours, man. Uh, coming back with the podcast, uh, you know, be recording a lot of live episodes, um, throughout the rest of the year. Uh, but then come January, um, that's when all those new episodes will be released on the podcast. Um, just trying to build up a back catalog because January is when the kid number two is being born. So I'm going to need to give myself more and more runway. Uh, so yeah, I've got a, a couple of cool interviews uh, coming on. I'm rescheduling with the care of the dawn. We're making that happen again. Uh, and, you know, I've got a bunch of people that wrote some cool books uh, that I'm getting back onto the show. Uh, one of them is uh, Grant Fleming, wrote a book called Responsible Data Science. Uh, another author who wrote a book called Restoring Reason. Um, another couple of authors that wrote a book called Person to Person. It's all about peer-to-peer -peer economies and communities and stuff like that. So it is quite interesting. Uh, that being said, uh, have I prompted artists of data science yet on Dolly? I haven't. Let's, let's uh, see what happens. Uh, that would be pretty interesting to, to see. So Dolly, you get 50 credits, but then you can also buy credits. I think for only 15 bucks, you get like a hundred something credits. So I'm definitely going to be uh, doing that. Uh, <laughs> dude, this is pretty cool. Uh, this almost looks like a podcast logo. Uh, I could dig this. I could dig this one. Um, the artists of data science. That's cool, man. Uh, Shout out to Carolina in the building. Carolina, what's up? Good to, good to have you here. Um, questions or comments, y'all let me know. Uh, otherwise, we'll start to wind it down, man. Yeah, do you have any names you? yet for uh, child number two? Because I see Russell uh, saying maybe you can outsource that to Dolly too. <laughs> outsource uh, outsource kid number two to Dolly too. Uh, yeah, I got some, got some names picked. Got some names picked. Uh, yeah, been been having some uh, some in the pocket, so. Yeah, my daughter and I both in January. So, you know, if you oh, want to name them after either one of us, we got nice. We got some ideas. Yeah, it's a, it's a trip. Like my mom's in January, my grandma's in January as well. So if baby comes in January, it'll be like lined up properly. Uh so those of you don't that don't know, my birthday's in May, May 17th. My wife's birthday is May 21st. Our kid's birthday is May 8th. So we're all in May. Uh kid number two is gonna feel a bit left out. Uh birthday in, in January. But he, they got they got January uh, birthday with their uh, grandma. All right, y'all. Does not look like there are any other questions. Uh, no questions come through on LinkedIn or on YouTube. So thank you all for being here. Appreciate you tuning in. We'll go ahead and wrap things up for this week. Uh, back next week, same time, y'all, same place. Uh, do bring your questions, man. If you guys are uh, enjoying the Artist of Data Science podcast, if you're listening on Spotify, just 
tap five stars, man. Hook it up with the five star review. If you listen on Apple, uh, again, hit, hit me up with a review. Uh, you know, give me them stars. Help get this, uh, you know, discovered. This this podcast, small little podcast that's uh, it's been happening for two years. I gotta do more to promote this thing. I think I gotta do more to to promote. It. I was doing I was doing that a lot uh, when the podcast first came out. I haven't been doing it so much uh, recently, but that is something that uh, I do plan on getting to. But thank you all for being here. I appreciate you guys hanging out. Have a good rest of the weekend. Have a good rest of the uh, afternoon, whatever time of day it is that you're listening. Uh, Cheers, everyone. Remember, you got one life on this planet. And I try to do some big. Cheers to you.